That's me opening a can. <laughs> Is that good? Because I'm drinking out of my Frederick's cup. Here, let's... Oh. Hey, you hear yeah. that? That's nice. half ice in there. Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome. This is Chip. And this Reading is Eric. Reading the Bible. <laughs> Drinking a lot of ice. That's me, just a ton of ice. <laughs> Love ice. It's my favorite. Sorry, oh. I didn't mean to fling Kiss this corpse me. of our curse. <laughs> or of our kiss, of our curse. Eric, today is day 299. I know that, Chip. I know. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Two ninety nine. That's a journey. Uh, I have a question for you, Chip. Yeah. How many semi ordinary or otherwise pastors out there in the same church mm. do you think have read the Bible together every day, or read two hundred ninety nine times? Because we don't read every day. Let's be clear with our people. We don't. We, oh, oh. Do we read them on our own. Yeah. We don't read together every right. day. Sure, together. Yeah. Right. We do, to be clear, yes, we read the Bible every day. Um, how many semi-ordinary or otherwise pastors out there do you think have done this exact? Man, it's, it's got to be very, very slim. I think so. Because I, remember when we pitched this, you were, like, this? you were like, dude, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know if we could do that. It's crazy. It's well, been awesome. I was actually thinking about that today when we pitched this thing. I was, um, we were talking about it, and the idea behind it was... Exactly what we're doing. Just showing up. Yeah. This is unedited. Right. Oh, this it is. <laughs> this isn't manuscript. Nope. It's not polished. We don't read ahead. It's not planned. Yep. Don't, do not read ahead. Yep. We come up, God, well, we come up, but we're trusting God to give us yes. yep. the, you know, the questions of the day. And you get what you get. <laughs> you get what you pay for. <laughs> but I think that's, I don't know. That's just what There's people, something cool and raw. People and, want that. And, yeah. yeah, it's very. This has been very beneficial to me, and we hope it's been very beneficial to everyone listening. Yeah, and uh, so good. Yeah, well, we better get to it. We have Luke twelve and thirteen. Today. We ought to. Yeah. Okay. So Luke chapter twelve, a warning against hypocrisy. Meanwhile, the crowds grew until thousands were milling about and stepping on each other. Jesus turned. Ouch. Yeah, that's not good. Jesus turned first to his disciples and warned them, Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, their hypocrisy. The time is coming when everything that is covered up will be revealed, and all that is secret will be made known to all. Whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered behind closed doors will be shouted from the housetops for all to hear. Dear friends, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot do any more to you after that. But I'll tell you whom to fear. Fear God who has the power to kill you and then throw you into hell. Oh. Yes, he's the one to fear. What is the price of five sparrows? What, two copper coins? Yet God does not forget a single one of them. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. Looking at Chip real quick. Yep, got them all. Okay, thank you. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Great. I tell you the truth. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, the Son of Man, will acknowledge uh, will also acknowledge in the presence of God's angels. But anyone who denies me here on earth will be denied before God's angels. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. And when you are brought to trial in the synagogues and before rulers and authorities, don't worry about how to defend yourself or what to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said. Parable of the rich fool. Then mm -hmm. someone called from the crowd teacher please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me jesus replied friend who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that then he said beware guard against every kind of greed life is not measured by how much you own 
Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know, I'll tear down my barns. I'll build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Mm-hmm. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. Then who will you get? Then who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth but not have a rich relationship with God. Teaching about money and possessions. Then, turning to his disciples, Jesus said, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear, for life is more than food and your body more than clothing. Look at the ravens. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for God feeds them, and you are far more valuable to him than any birds. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? Look at the lilies and how they grow. Don't they, uh, they don't work or make their clothing yet. Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown into fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? And don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and he will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock. Uh, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven, and the purses of heaven will never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it, and no moth can destroy it. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Be ready for the Lord's coming. Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning, as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you'll be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I'll tell you the truth. He himself will seat them, put on an apron, serve them as they sit and eat. He may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn, but whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Peter asked, Lord, is that illustration just for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, a faithful, sensible servant is one whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But what if the servant thinks, my master won't be back for a while? And he begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk. The master will return unannounced and unexpected, and he will cut the servant in pieces and banish him with the unfaithful. And a servant who knows what the master wants but isn't prepared and doesn't carry out those instructions will be severely punished. But someone who does not know and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. Jesus causes division. I've come to set the world on fire, and I wish it were already burning. I have a terrible baptism of suffering ahead of me, and I am under a heavy burden until it's accomplished. Do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I have come to divide people against each other. From now on, families will be split apart. Three in favor of me, two against, or two in favor and three against. Father will be divided against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother. 
and mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Then Jesus turned to the crowd and said, When you see the clouds beginning to form in the west, you say, Here comes a shower, Mm -hmm. and you are right. When the south wind blows, you say, Today will be a scorcher, and it is. You fools! You know how to interpret the weather signs of the earth and sky, but you don't know how to interpret the present times. Why can't you decide for yourselves what is right when you are on the way to court with your accuser? Try to settle the matter before you get there. Otherwise, your accuser may drag you before the judge, who will hand you over to an officer who will throw you into prison. And if that happens, you won't be free again until you have paid the very last penny. A call to repentance, Luke chapter 13. About this time, Jesus was informed that Pilate had murdered some people from Galilee as they were offering sacrifices at the temple. Do you think those Galileans were worse sinners than all the other people from Galilee, Jesus asked? Is that why they suffered? Not at all. And you will perish too, unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. And what about the 18 people who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them? Were they the worst sinners in Jerusalem? No. And I tell you again, that unless you repent, you will perish too. Parable of the barren fig tree. Then Jesus told this story. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it. But he was always disappointed. Finally, he said to his gardener, I've waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down. It's just taken up space in the garden. The gardener answered, Sir, give it one more chance. Leave it another year and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. If we get figs next year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down. Jesus heals on the Sabbath. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. She had been bent uh, double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her, and instantly she could stand straight. How she praised God. But the leader in charge of the synagogue was was indignant that Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath day. There are six days of the week for working, he said to the crowd. Come on, those days to be healed, not on the Sabbath. How dare he? Ugh. But the Lord replied, you hypocrites. Each of you works on the Sabbath day. Don't you untie your ox or your donkey from its stall on the Sabbath and lead it out for water? This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? This shamed his enemies, but all the people rejoiced at the wonderful things he did parable of the mustard seed. Then Jesus said, what is the kingdom of God like? How can I illustrate it? It is like a tiny mustard seed that a man planted in a garden. It grows and becomes a tree and the birds make its nest in its branches. Parable of the yeast. He also asked, what else is the kingdom of God like? It's like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. The narrow door. Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he went, always pressing on toward Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few be saved? He replied, work hard to enter the narrow door to God's kingdom, for many will try to enter but will fail. When the master of the house has locked the door, it will be too late. You will stand outside knocking and pleading, Lord, open the door for us. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you'll say, but we ate and drank with you and we taught, and you taught in our streets. And he will reply, I tell you, I don't know you or where you come from. Get away from me, all you who do evil. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for you will see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you will be thrown out. And people will come from all over the world, from east and west, north and south, to take their places in the kingdom of God. And note this, some who seem least important now will be greatest then, and some who are the greatest now will be least important then. 
Jesus grieves over Jerusalem. At that time, some Pharisees said to him, Get away from here if you want to live. Herod Antipas wants to kill you. Jesus replied, Go tell that fox that I'll keep on casting out demons and healing people today and tomorrow and the third day. I will accomplish my purpose. Yes, today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must proceed on my way. For it would, wouldn't do for a prophet of God to be killed except in Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. And now look, your house is abandoned and you will never see me again until you say, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. All right. Good. Very good. Day 299. Well, here on this podcast, unlike all the other pastors reading the Bible together in a year, we answer two questions. Those questions are, so what? Yeah. And for the Gospels, it's, what does this tell us about God? Right. So Chip. Yep. Lots of really good stuff. I'm excited to see oh, where you take the so what here. Wow. Okay. Um, first of all, we can't. We can't dismiss the fact that I believe Herod was called a fox. Yeah. You know, we got all these name callings going yes. on here. Yeah. We had that what Samaritan Oh, I remember you yeah. Samaritan devil. Yeah. And now we got you fox. You fox. <laughs> yeah, but 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 that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Jesus came up with that one. Yeah, we'll, well, yeah, that is the a good Pharisees one. Pharisees came up with you Samaritan. Fox. Samaritan devil. <laughs> all right. All right. Wow. Wait, I... wait, wait. Sorry. Also want to point out two of your favorite foods mentioned yes, in this passage. I know. Figs and mustard. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Now you can go ahead. I like brown mustard, the favorite. But yeah, uh, fig tree, I was a little disappointed. It didn't make a comeback. No. Well, you don't know. Well, I don't know yet. Well, actually, I mean, if you know what the parable <laughs> yeah, means, yeah, it did not. It did not make a comeback. That's what, that's what I was referring to. But anyway, I really like, you know, I, I do got a couple quickies here. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think. We'll see where I end up. If I can find my initial one. Um, oh, okay. I don't know. I'm going to land on this one. Um, uh, some who seem least important now mm. will be the greatest then. Mm-hmm. And some who are the greatest now will be the least important then. We are living today and have been for some time, but even more today with, with, um, social media mm-hmm. In the rise of YouTube, in a celebrity culture, totally celebrity culture, totally, and you know, um, you know, uh, everyone seeking to be what's now known as an influencer. Anybody can be an influencer, and if you're an influencer, you're famous. And my kids recently were, were, um, I'll call it stalking, <laughs> <laughs> an influencer, and found out that he was in. Uh, Wichita at a mall, so hundreds and hundreds of kids were there, and they showed me the video, and they were trying to find this guy, and they thought he did, but he he he. It was so many people. The police were there, and they kicked him out. It was crazy, and and influencers are popping up all over the place. Celebrity culture is out there, and and we idolize these people, yeah. and 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 stuff. And and I gotta say that is a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it just drives me crazy. I mean, I can get caught up in achievements and accomplishments, and, and I think that's okay at times. But the people, the person, you know, it's just like, oh, brother. They're just people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and things like that. And there's so much status here, but you read a verse like this, 
Right. And you got to think it's not always going to be that way mm-hmm. for them, and they're getting their time now. And uh, and so um, so I guess the takeaway here is pay attention to the least of these, you know, um, and, and celebrate them. It's going to be the least of these who will it appears that are going to be very important and great in the kingdom, and and so. Don't miss them, see them, um, connect with them, pay attention to them, listen to them, look at them in the eye, um, uh, go out to eat with them, you know, and, and those are the people, you know, that that have no stat. No one knows them. No one really cares much about them. And if you put them in a room with a, an influencer celebrity today, most of the people, if not all the people, are going to go right to the celebrity, and that person's going to be left behind. And and so, and that's just different in the kingdom. So I think the takeaway for all of us is, who are those people in our life that are the least of these, that 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 need to be seen, that need to be noticed, that need God's love, that we can connect with and reach out to. And I hope mm-hmm. here at our church, we never, ever lose sight of that, yeah. ever, mm-hmm. um, and that we always keep our eyes on on. The people that God is trusting us with um, right now, because they're going to be some pretty great people mm-hmm. in the in the kingdom. So that that's that was a big one. And there's some other things I was marking, but I can't can't totally land on what my thought was about it. So okay, I'll stick with that one. Well, I love and you know the opposite side of the coin too, right? So you know, how does someone become an influencer when they're given influence, mm-hmm. right? So like. That I love that you know Christ says like some who are the greatest now mm. will be the least important later. I mean, if a person's good at video games or has a good personality, and they get on YouTube or or you know Twitch or whatever, and young people start to be influenced by them, that's that's the young people's decision to give them influence. They would not be an influencer if no one gave them influence. Exactly. So like start giving influence to people in your life who are worth giving influence to. That's true. Uh, Yeah. So like, yes, pay attention to the least of these. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And don't just be drawn to the celebrity thing. I agree with you so much, Chip. Mm -hmm. Especially as you and I become more and more famous. Oh. You know, it's it's so important. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I have to put on a wig. (laughs) <laughs> and I have to shave my head so everyone thinks I'm chit. <laughs> watch out for that one. <laughs> I know. Everybody rushes me. All right. What does this tell us about God? You know, I have yet to really, I mean a little bit, but to really address the Holy Spirit. And so, I, you know, Christ said something almost in passing about the Holy Spirit here. And uh, he's teaching about, he's teaching his followers, probably specifically the disciples here, um, when they stand before kings and judges, don't worry, the Holy Spirit's going to teach you what to say in that moment. And uh, I just think that there's something really powerful about that ministry of the Holy Spirit, this idea that we don't have to walk around fully polished. We don't have to walk around, you know, with a rehearsed script for, and I think a lot of people do, right? Like we have these kind of automatic answers when we're challenged on our faith in certain things. And we, you know, we have these answers and we're ready to go with them. And that's good to a point, but I think, what Jesus says here is worry less about getting your defense ready when you're standing in front of these people, hmm. you know, and more about living a holy life, you know, because the Holy Spirit's going to take care of you in that moment. I think that there's some application there, but what I would say is this, trust that God, the Holy Spirit is going to give you words when you need them. And then use those words. 
Mm. You know, if the Holy Spirit is speaking something into your heart that needs to come out of your mouth, do it. Mm -hmm. You will never regret it. Um, Because what's the worst they can do to you? I mean, Jesus says it. They can kill your body and that's it. Yeah, That's all they got. So, and many of the apostles will face this exact thing, right? They'll go stand before governors and judges and maybe even Caesar. Yeah. And I'll make a point. Just because God says it through the God, the Holy Spirit through you, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean they're going to like it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be don't be put off by that. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. So a lot of the Jesus. apostles, a lot of the apostles yeah. did this. Yeah, and they were killed. Mm-hmm. Jesus did this. Yeah, Pilate did not love the things Jesus was saying. Mm. True. You know? Yeah. So I totally get it. Um, yeah. So that's okay. what I, I you Good. know that's what I see about God today. Something different. Holy Spirit in this one. So Holy Spirit. Good. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Long episode. Good episode. Uh, yeah. Probably the best episode ever, if I had to guess. And uh, tomorrow we'll be back for an even better one because yeah. it's day three. Oh, are Hundo. you serious? Yeah. Oh, three. Chip's going to run in and Spartan kick me in oh, the chest. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. Bye.